When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jerry Clem, alongside my psychic, Kevin Langley. You guys missed out. We just did our first ever Corner Booth pregame. It's a little Twitter live thing we do on Thursday at 6.30 Eastern time. Check it out on our Twitter handle. We put a couple clips up. Kev rocking shades as usual. Um, it was a fun time. We bullshit about a lot of great stuff. But we got another show. We got more content coming at you. We got another show going. So it's 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 all news today. There's no big events, no guests. It's gonna be a quick one, but it's gonna be interesting. And so, it, when you said it's gonna be a quick one, it's probably gonna be an hour long episode, like usual. Would we say it's gonna be quick? I am exhausted right now, so that's a solid hard pass. Oh, sweet. So I might be able to talk more for once. Uh, I don't know. I might just kill the camera at that point. All right. I'm recording now, so you can't do that. Oh, damn. I, I miss having that power. Tomorrow, folks, my laptop comes in. It's right. coming today, but one more day. Kevin's got the power. Best Buy sucks. Um, or at least their policy during this whole thing is kind of sketchy. They're not a bad company. It's just, you know, this is all crazy. But anyway, first news, speed of crazy. Andy Dalton has officially been cut from the Cincinnati Bengals. We knew this was coming, but it took until the last day of April for him to be cut. Um, for those who don't know, they drafted Joe Burrow first overall. Um, they took T. Hagan second. I'm, I'm surprised, waiting for them to trade John Ross as well. Um, they're going for a new culture. There was Zach Taylor. Kev, thoughts? What do, you, what do you think of Dalton leaving? It makes sense. I mean – I said last episode, any guy who sits for a year as a rookie, it helps them. But I think Joe Burrow's better than Andy Dalton now, honestly. So I think it makes sense. Um, I'm hoping the Patriots sign him like it's rumored to be happening just because I think Andy Dalton and the Patriots is 11 or 12 wins easy for Bill. Or at least if you really want to lowball it, 9 to 10. In that division, you always got it. You could even, they could have a crap season still win nine games in that division. Yep, but I, I think 11 or 12. It's going to be interesting with no weapons, though, but we'll see. Um, Yeah, I, the way I look at it, I think Bill, Patriots, that just makes sense. I could also see him going to a team as a backup for a year, at least just to get his moxie back, get his career restarted. I don't know. Andy Dalton's interesting because I feel like Yes, he's just kind of mediocre, but also I feel like Cincinnati's always been mediocre too. So we're, it's really going to be interesting to see what happens to Andy Dalton once he changes situations. I, I think he'll actually be okay as a quarterback. I think he's a solid B minus. He's he's basically in the same realm as like the the Dak Prescotts of the world. Just like it, he's good, but he's not going to like wow you. I, I think it's interesting. He's leading, or is 
second or third in total numbers for all Bengals quarterbacks, like passing yards, completion percentage, touchdown numbers. Well, he was at the top for most of those. I can only think. Well, he also played there for what nine years, ten years, and the only other two really good quarterbacks they ever had were Boomer and uh, Carson Palmer. Yeah, <clears throat> Palmer was injured half the time anyway, so. I think that just really shows the state of the Bengals organization, though. They are a failure as an organization right now. Everyone rips on the the elite. The only reason I don't think people rip on the Bengals because they made the playoffs like a bunch when we were in like high school. But <clears throat> it was the first until two years ago. They made the playoffs for five straight years with Dalton. Yeah, I know. So it's gonna be interesting to see how they uh how, how, what what both parties go and going forward. I think the Bengals are going to be okay. They're going to be like a 7-9, 6-10 team. I think they're going to be good, but they're going to struggle. There's going to be growing pains initially. I think Baltimore is going to be very good, and I think Cleveland is going to be okay at best. Same thing with Pittsburgh. So it's weird. Like a lot of divisions this year, like NFC West, NFC East, um, AFC West, and AFC, AFC North, there's like a clear favorite. And there's like 30 feet of crap. And there's everyone else. Quoting uh, Moneyball. So it, it's it's going to be an interesting NFL season, especially with the way the teams are lining up right now. Um, Next up, Kev, we got some more NCAA stuff about paying the players. Uh, I guess they approved the payment of third-party payment? They didn't approve yet. Uh, this has been ongoing for a while. But the NCAA's top governing body did voice support for – saying basically the proposed thing that they're doing, saying, oh, yes, players can profit off their likeness, sign endorsement deals, as long as the school isn't paying for it. Which I think is a good way to look at it because guys like Lawrence Tua, who just came out, Lawrence is still there, but Tua came out last year. You got guys like um, Sean Taylor. He was like, so he, he's probably like a guy in Wisconsin for the last four years. And a lot of these guys who are like big name players, you know, they want to make some money off their likeness. They're, they come, some of them come from impoverished neighborhoods. Some of them maybe their parents are struggling just like to, to make ends meet right while their kids are in college. I like the idea, so I'm all for it. Some of these colleges are expensive hell, even even with scholarships. I I agree with that because I got a scholarship to go to college. I wasn't paying tuition, but I could get a job to buy food, buy alcohol, do what I buy gas. These athletes can't. You know who doesn't agree with it? Lane Kiffin. I was waiting for you to like say something, Jared. Jeez. Lane Kiffin does not agree with it. Uh, new Ole Miss coach says it scares him because he basically posed a question. How do you stop boosters at these schools from going, hey, you come to this school. The day you get here, I'm going to buy a thousand of your jerseys for a hundred dollars. That's not the school paying these players. But it is a representative of their school making a decision to spend money that will directly impact this player's pocket. I think that would be like they'd have to figure out some way in the language where like boosters are not allowed to like have their hands on things like this. I think it's about general because you can't tell a private citizen, hey, you can't buy a jersey. And the language would have to be very tricky because they could go, you go, you can't buy it, a thousand jerseys, you go. It's for charity. I'm giving it to the school in the area. I'm donating it to help these kids. 
So it'll be tricky. I think more is going to come out of this. I think there's going to be further discussions. And them saying, people are like, oh, no, they approved this. No, they didn't. It has not been approved yet by the NCAA. They just said they support the idea. True. So I think think it's going to be ongoing. I don't think a decision is going to be made immediately. They're going to look at this, especially after Lane brought up these concerns. Although I think it's funny, uh, the man known as Joey Freshwater – is bringing up ethics of things. The man who in Tuscaloosa would go to bars to pick up freshmen. Did you ever see him at one of the bars? <clears throat> no, because by the time... Because I didn't have a fake in college. Because I I turned 21 relatively early in my freshman year. and not a lot, Or not freshman, my junior year. Not all of my friends had fakes. So by the time he was gone, I was... Tw- by the time I turned 21, he had been gone. Well, you had heard rumors about it. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Everyone had, even if you didn't go to Alabama. Everyone knows the story of Joey Freshwater. Okay. I like that. It's a funny, it's a funny nickname, though. <clears throat> I, I, I thought it was just a nickname. That's what he went by. That's, like, that's, he would have his bodyguards or his his guys go up to girls and say, hey, Joey Freshwater wants to see you in the back room. And just everyone on campus knew, though, that Joey Freshwater was Lane Kiffin. That's crazy. <clears throat> All right. So – a topic came up today. I saw it about, across a ton of news cycles, and I saw a little pre-up to this about two days ago. You know, as the as we all know, the Packers drafted Jordan Love with their first-round pick, and everyone from Cowherd to Kellerman to everyone else in the mainstream news cycle is bringing up, will Aaron Rodgers finish his career in Green Bay? And first off, I didn't really think much of this story until I saw the headline that there is a rumor going around that Matt LaFleur did this to stick it to Rodgers and tell him that he's done with his crap, which I totally could believe if it's found – like, I I honestly could – I would buy that with a solid degree of certainty. And the best part about it is, is that – I just, you know, Aaron Rodgers has always kind of had that rep to, for being, like, not one of the good guys in, like, football. Like, he's kind of, like, always kind of been off to his teammates, family, whatever. So it, it's interesting how they draft this developmental kid instead of going to get him weapons, which he clearly needs. Because all he has is a bona fide number two receiver. So, basically, I think it's a very good chance that Rodgers is gone if he, st- if he doesn't, like play by the rules i guess he's 36 right now how much more can he take because he's taken some shots over the years kev he's been injured a lot i don't know if he's gonna do the whole iron man far thing and go play another go play another somewhere else i think he might just retire after they let him go yeah i mean i i think even before this there was a good chance that rogers wasn't gonna finish career his career in green bay you don't really just – you just don't see that anymore. And I'm not complaining. I'm not trying to do the old man screams at clouds thing. But I, I just didn't see it happening regardless. And now the fact that, yeah, Green Bay in Rogers' entire stay there has not spent a first-round pick on a offensive skill position player, I think this kind of reaffirms that he's not going to finish his career there. He might – he is an out in two years, I think. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes that out. 38 years old, retires? Not even retires, just takes the opt-out and goes 
and plays somewhere else who's going to invest in an offense. I mean, Brady did the same thing. It's true. Also, we're playing in a time where like quarterbacks are playing longer. So unless you're Eli Manning, you're playing past 38 at this point. <clears throat> All right. I, I, I honestly, I'm trying to think too. You really can't look two years down to where he would play. Like I saw like, Oh, we play in like San Fran. I'm like, I mean, that's kind of realistic because we don't know how the Garoppolo thing's going to work out. This year, but they might go draft a guy at that point. And, I mean, if you have Rodgers on a one-year rental, but, like, it's going to be weird. Like, even trying to look forward two years into this is just going to be off. It's going to just feel off. People on Twitter, like, photoshopping Rodgers into a Patriots jersey. If I would love to see it. I think they could win a couple of rings still. But if Rodgers is unhappy that – the Packers aren't investing in his offense. And yeah, I know the Patriots drafted Nikhil Harry last year. But other than that, they have not really invested in that offense. They've kind of just gone, hey, Tom Brady, you're good enough. Just do your thing. I mean, they have a college quarterback at wide receiver as their number one right now. They haven't invested in tight ends. I cannot see Aaron Rodgers going to New England. I would love it. It'd be amazing, but it's not going to happen. True. I... It's weird to me because I can kind of see, uh, you know, the whole Rodgers going to another team, maybe getting a shot at Chip, maybe. But I, I just – it feels wrong. It feels weird. I could just see him just retiring. But, I mean, also, I'm sure three years ago it was a weird thing about Tom Brady in a Bucks jersey. Yeah, if you, if you told me, I'm like, all right, what game of Madden are you playing? <clears throat> but – I don't know. All right, so quick thing before we get into some fun stuff, you know, talk about what we're doing post One, Kev, do you have any weird stuff for me today or no? I do, actually. All right, so we'll we'll say that for a little bit. I just want to make a comment about the NFL draft work. <clears throat> so my fam, my some of my family members aren't really into sports, and my uh, I was talking to my sister today. She's not really a big sports fan at all, but we were having this whole conversation about hope and, you know, in this weird time and everything else where, like, you know, hope is basically the best weapon besides, you know, social distancing against uh, positivity and all that other stuff is, like, the best thing for right now. I find it – I got to give kudos to the NFL. Roger Goodell, ESPN and NFL Network for collaborating, all the artists who came on and, like, did, like, concerts in the middle of the draft from their, like, basement – Roger Goodell for not taking a salary. By the way, great fact find on that one, Kev. Um, yeah, I got to give the NFL credit. And we're, with all these, like, negative headlines and all this bad publicity and everyone's just so sad, leave it to the National Football League to not only have the highest-rated NFL draft, I think, ever, have it honestly be fun to watch. Like, when am I ever going to see Mel Kuyper – Screwing up something and then having move my boy Daniel Jeremiah and playmaker Mike Irvin all on the same like screen and have Trey Wingo. Honestly, I miss watching Trey Wingo. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of odd to me, but like Trey Wingo doing football stuff is funny. Um, it was really cool. It was like a new like new school because I watch the NFL Network now and old school. I used to watch ESPN. It was great. And Goodell doing the draft picks, seeing the emotion with the families, it felt so much more real to me. I am going to miss, like, the I do miss, like, the chest bumps of Goodell. But, like, it was just, it was a great feel, and it was optimism. It was hope. We were arguing about sports again. There was rich headlines. You know, there was some deceit. There was some, like, teams screwing each other over. <clears throat> um, 
there was, you know, controversial draft picks. There was teams making my head scratch. <clears throat> Patriots. Um, I it was a great feel to the whole draft. So I honestly got to give a clap, uh, standing ovation to the NFL right now. Everyone at the league office, the draft office, the commission itself, all the teams. They did a great job with this because you know what? Last Thursday, it was the first kind of sign of this is awesome. We've had in a while. And it's cool. And oh, by the way, want to talk more optimism, Kevin? May 17th, NASCAR's first race. We'll come back. No fans, but I mean, we're not there yet. Let's wait to the summer before we got fans in the stands for anything. But it's the first sporting event. Like a live sporting event since all this happened. Because we hit the 50-day mark today, by the way. So good for NASCAR, good for the NFL. I, I love the positivity here. Who would have thought, though, it takes a global pandemic to make Roger Goodell look like a good guy? I know. You know like, what the worst part is? It, it, he, you know, when it comes to commissioners, he's actually not the worst. But, yeah, he, he goes at Patriots fans want to hang him. But it's like – No, Gary Bettman's the worst. Oh, Gary Bettman. Yeah, clearly. Gary Bettman. Oh, I, I honestly – and also Bud Seelig was awful too, but – but C-League was fine when nothing was happening, but once he had to deal with the scandal, it went up in flames. But, it, like, watching Goodell interact with the fans in, I assume they were using Zoom like everyone else was, or, like, on the TV behind him, or the outfit changes when he went from the suit jacket to the quarter zip, then just to the t-shirt by day three, and then finding out he's not taking a salary and look, yes, Roger Goodell not taking salary because some people are going to point this out, like now they're pointing out Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg weren't giving enough money. Yeah, he doesn't need a salary necessarily. He has enough money, but it's still a good sign. It shows that he actually cares because, look, if I could, I would be I think he was making he was making millions of dollars. If I could, I would. Be, what? Fifty. Fifty He's million dollars. Fifty a year. I, I wouldn't turn that down, but it shows kind of that Roger Goodell is at least a decent person, which is something I didn't want to comment on for a while. I didn't want to believe that he could actually be a human being. But, uh, Jared, I want to know, when you were watching the draft, did you pick up on Trey Wingo kind of fumbling over his words and yeah. then making it ten times worse and then try to save himself? Yeah, and also I remember when, like, the coach would go, oh, thank you, Trey, and Trey's still talking in the background, or when he cut Sheffney off a couple times. You know, it wasn't perfect, but I think no. it's made a human. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was it was it, really cool. There weren't a lot of technological issues, which I expected which there. Great. There was a couple on the Miami Dolphins teleprompter, which I think Bill was kind of playing with the chords a little bit. <laughs> but <laughs> we want to. Uh, the what I'm talking about specifically was Trey Wingo after a commercial break came back and said, "Glad you're with us, with us in English, which is the proper language to use." For this telecast, I should add, like, <laughs> Trey, come on. But you know what? It was fun. It was human. No, oh, it was great. I loved I, it. I honestly loved every minute of this draft. And, yeah, it sucks that Vegas didn't add it. It kind of sucks. Oh, Boo's making an appearance in the video right now. It, it, and it sucks that Vegas didn't get it. But... I enjoyed this. I didn't enjoy this any less. I probably enjoyed it more than recent NFL drafts. I mean, Philadelphia was just awesome. Uh, Dallas, 
I kind of just except for David Akers just roasting Cowboys fans. I could not care less. Uh, last year in Nashville was kind of cool, even though the Eagles basically pissed me off most of the draft. The only one I really liked was the Sanders pick. Every other one I was just like, really? But like yeah. Nashville, all the cities have been hosting have been doing a great job. Chicago, I think was Chicago was the first one, right? Uh, our my junior year, your freshman year. Yeah. Yeah, so. Chicago was fun. Yeah, so you know what? It 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 was a really good sign that we could it that it was still successful even without all the craziness and the fanfare. Kev, I think we should do a corner booth a road trip to next year's draft though. To to Cleveland? I mean, hey, listen, man. I think we should put it off for a few years and go to a better city. The beer strong. I mean, <laughs> that's true, dude. I wish we thought of this last year. I would have totally been down to go to Nashville. Oh my god, it went great. That could have hit up my ex girlfriend, be like, "Hey, can, can I crash on your couch for a weekend yeah, can just to I, go to the?" Can my buddy crash in your garage too? Yeah, that would have been met with a resounding no. <laughs> hey, listen, we're worth a shot, right? All right, just so, on okay. blocker on everything, be like, "Hey, I know I blocked you, but can I crash in your couch? Can this Jared crash in your garage?" This is how twenty. This is how twenty-something year olds deal with traveling. Oh, speaking of uh, racing, by the way, Kev, we were talking about the honest car. Um, belly up was kind of uh, – we kind of had some big stuff happen to us recently. We, talked we about did. Him. Yeah, so let's talk. We got so belly up. So we're all kind of struggling with without sports going on. And whether or not you want to say NASCAR is a sport or not, that's your own prerogative. But belly up did sponsor Landon Huffman, an iRacing racer. He does real – I don't want to say real – but he does racing too. But iRacing, they sponsored him. And NASCAR did an iRacing Talladega. And Landon Huffman, who again is sponsored by Belly Up, won the race and was featured on a NASCAR live stream. They put a picture of his car on their story, which had the Belly Up logo. It's the Belly Up orange and blue that we all love, just right on NASCAR's story. That's lit. It, it was pretty great. And also. If any iRacing fans or any iRacers are out there, Belly Up Sports is hosting the Vegas Jam. And if you go on BellyUpSports.com and you will find an article about it uh, written by our very own Mike Brown. And it's entry requirements, just your name, your Twitter handle, the number you want. Uh, two options just in case the first one's taken because we know everyone's going after number 69. A $15, en- $15 entry fee. And if you win... You can get a $500 minimum purse. Not bad. So any iRacers out there, if you want if you want a, just a nice little $500, if you think it's going to be an easy $500, just enter, figure it out, hit the link. There's a PayPal link in there to pay your entry fee. Get in there. Try and win that $500. Oh, I'm ecstatic about it. I mean – I racing looks fun. I mean, I would love to try like even just doing like a like trying like the whole setup with like the driving and everything. It would look really cool. I mean, I would probably crash the car in thirty seconds, but you know, it'd be fun. I, I want like I want belly up one of these days to go. Hey, any riders, do you guys want to do the i racing just to show the average person would do in this? Who's someone who it doesn't do NASCAR is involved in NASCAR in any way doesn't do i racing. The only i the closest thing I do to i racing is street racing in Grand Theft Auto. That's basically it. The closest I've done to iRacing is like one of the Forza games on my PS2. Or maybe uh, drag racing down Dixwell Avenue with my uh, GMC on the bike. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
Oh, man, that thing was not built for drag racing. All right. So that actually brings up a weird topic for our last call. So let's kick that smooth jazz quick. Um, Kev, this is a joint one today because, you know, it's a shorter show and we're just kind of hanging out, relaxing. We're vibing a little bit because we had a great corner booth live, a great start. Thank you to the people who followed in. We had over 100 people checking in on the first day alone. It was great. We will look for more and more people checking in next time and we're going to keep sharing it, shouting out and everything else. But go, I think you can still go, still go back and view it, right? Yeah, if you go to the corner corner booth Twitter, it's this is very unprofessional, but I'm gonna look it up and edit this out later. Maybe <laughs> depends on how I'm feeling. So if you go to Twitter and go to at corner booth pod, uh, I don't know. We have like we have Instagrams at corner booth underscore pod or at corner underscore booth underscore pod. So I had to check to make sure we had the right one. At Corner Booth Pod, you can see the live stream. You can watch the recording of it, and just we um we had some fun with it. We talked about some random stuff. We had 138 viewers in the first one. Not too bad. Yeah, for not bad for a maiden voyage, huh? Yeah. So uh, we talked talked jerseys. We talked idiots in sports. We talked favorite sports moments, and we talked about you know my sunglasses was a big talking point in that one. Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's really been uh, it's really been uh, especially on Twitter afterward as well. But so to get back to the topic at hand, as I go on like my fifteenth tangent today between this and the in the pregame, um, Kev, what have you been doing besides you know working from home to pass the time without sports right now during this whole quarantine social distancing? Um, keep it what? Keep it PG, please. Or P- at least PG-13. Like, let, let's try. <laughs> well, I mean, as I brought up the show, I am very single, so I think we could all guess what I've been doing. But, uh, you know, just playing Xbox. Watch, I've been watching a lot of Rick and Morty, American Dad. And also, uh, Jared and I, uh, the other day, probably last weekend, started a Madden League. We were so bored. We started another Madden League straight for memes. Oh, it's the memeous. Jared's got DK Metcalf and, and uh, Adams. <laughs> Jamal Adams on the Eagles. I decided to be the Bears, and I got Eli Manning's target quarterback. I've cycled through quarterbacks in that thing. I had Ryan Fitzpatrick. I've had Taysom Hill, Chad Kelly, Eli Manning a couple times because I benched him and traded him and brought him back. Jacoby Brissett. Oh, I just had all the quarterbacks. Yeah, Kev has basically changed the like the direction of like eight different teams in that league through his quarterback changes. I'm just keeping it interesting. For and us, and we're in like the great sack race between uh, Derek Barnett of my Eagles and Khalil Mack of the Bears. It's just the most like absurd sack race of all time. How many sacks does Barnett have? Twenty-one. All right, cool. So Khalil Mack still one ahead. Yeah, um, he got double teamed every every single play against the Skins when I played before I got on. But, um, so when I play you in the playoffs, which is going to happen, yes. I'm just going to double-team Barnett every time. I saw Fletcher Cox and Malik Jackson and Brandon Graham, but go for it, buddy. That's fine. As Look, as long as I don't give Barnett a lot of sacks, I'm happy. Yeah, that's fine. I'll hey, give 20 sacks to the rest of your team. Yeah, I mean, Fletcher Cox is now third, I think. He's got like 17. All right, so... Um, just put a mobile quarterback in there and run every time. Just go after, just go after the entire right side of your offensive line. Just to reinforce that. Oh, idea! And this is staying in. But watch out for a future belly up pregame. We might try, uh, 
try to get some man stream going. Yeah, until, you know, like, I blow a gasket and just spike my comp- computer. Content, baby. That's <laughs> no, all we're I'm, I'm actually, You know, surprisingly, I've gotten calmer. Slightly. Slightly. But... He hasn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit of a hothead. You can figure that out by now. But, um, for me, past the time, it's been, you know, like... Thank God to my amazing sister, Helena, for getting a home gym, basically, and being an assembly for the past, like, a year and a half, because now I can do almost a full workout at my house, which is great, uh, being the gym yeah. nut that I am. Not the, the, results aren't, the, results are, the results aren't there yet, hopefully. But, um, you know, it's just it's a nice kind of, like, time killer, and it's positive, and it's something I enjoy. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Xbox, Black Ghost Recon, Wildlands. I mean, um, a break point. Surprisingly, not a bad game. Uh, you know, playing a lot of Madden. <laughs> Played the last update for Star Wars Battlefront today, and it was amazing. It made me really upset because this, this game is three years old and it's going in the ground. Uh, this is the last update, so it's it's, it's cool though. And um, you know, been uh, watching, doing a lot of this stuff, doing a lot of belly up stuff. I'm really proud to keep working as much as I can with no laptop. <clears throat> so um, yeah. It's, it's been weird for all of us, you know, not being able to have sports around. But I think the NFL draft was kind of it. And I will probably watch a NASCAR race on the 17th, Kevin. Alert the media. I might, too. Do you want – if it's a third – I don't know. I don't think it's a Thursday. Is it Thursday? I feel like it's like a Thursday or something like that. It was it 17th? Uh, nope, Sunday. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, it's a Sunday. Who knows? We might do an emergency live stream anyway. Um – yeah, so there we go. Because we'll have a show on the fourth. We'll have a live stream on the fourteenth and the twenty-first. So, oh, and tomorrow, and uh, oh, and uh, next uh, next Monday, Kev, it's May the fourth. Oh, oh, Rise of Skywalker is gonna be on Disney Plus. I already rented it once already. I still love. I still love that movie. Um. But yeah, no. So uh, you know, me and Kev, being the big Star Wars nerds we are, we 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 uh, appreciate Disney doing us a solid. Also, uh, series finale of um, Clone Wars, but it's like the most like anti semi anticlimactic series finale because we all know what's about to happen. I'm still excited. Oh, I am too. Like the last episode with the, the square off with like Darth Maul is awesome. And we are not even talking sports right now. And that's what our podcast has turned into. And honestly, I am okay with it. Yeah, um, oh, there's someone else. Rick and Morty. I'm so excited. New season Sunday. Yeah, uh, my sister pre-bought the season. So after they get up aired, they go to our Amazon Prime account. We, we basically watch them whenever we want. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it, it's a, it's kind of a cool thing. But all right, uh, unless you got anything else, I think that wraps it up for the last call. Uh, yeah, nothing. All right, so it's been a pretty sh- slow uh, – Short and obtuse, if you want to use that word, I don't know, out there show today, but you know. A lot of rambling. It's been fun, but uh, you know, we also, this happens when you double up in like in an hour. So I'm Jared, that's Kevin, and we will catch you guys on Tuesday. Bye.